Hello and welcome to Studs Up, the podcast diving in with two feet to tackle all of the hot topics in the footballing world. My name's Alex Burrow and I'll be your host. Joining me as always, I have Dylan Rowe. Hello. And Lachlan Woodley. Hey. How are you guys going today? Great. Pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Excellent. Well, today we're taking a bit of a different approach to the show, departing from our usual structure as we launch our new How to Fix mini-series that will continue over the next few weeks. Each episode, we're going to take a look at a club that's underperforming or maybe has some glaring squad holes and imagine that we've been placed in charge of the club to find solutions. Some of these episodes will be pre-recorded, so we won't necessarily always have the most up-to-date information and some of the transfer options we discussed may have been addressed in the current ongoing transfer window. But on today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Arsenal and some of the issues that they've been facing. So without any further delay, I'm going to hand over to our resident Arsenal tragic, Dylan, to give us a bit of context and explain what he's looking for as Arsenal's new director of football. Okay, well, I've decided to break this down into a few different categories I guess so the first thing I'm looking at is who right now I think that we should get rid of and who we have already got rid of so far to then develop funds and then from that we can basically get a transfer budget to then decide what kind of positions uh, Arsenal need I guess improving in or fixing and then from that you guys are going to give me some ideas of players that you think that can fill those roles so Arsenal have had a very poor and underachieving season up to date, uh, particularly in the Premier League, currently sitting in 11th place. Uh, but at one point, this was low 16th, uh, sad to say. But uh, clearly, this transfer window was an important time for Arsenal. Was in, in need to strengthen their squad in certain positions, but especially there was a need to clear out the dead wood that is at the club. So Arsenal's first step should be finding new homes for these fringe and reserve players who are no longer needed at the club. Uh, Arsenal have already done a good job getting rid of players like Kolasinac uh, on loan to Schalke and also Saliba on loan to Nice uh, so they can get much needed game time particularly Saliba being young he really needs that game time but it's just good to get rid of Kolasinac as a player in the squad and it means that someone who's a bit younger can take up that squad role uh, Arsenal have also got rid of goalkeeper Matt Macy to the Scottish League on a free transfer um, he was someone that definitely had to go so in terms of the, the players that got rid of so far they've done a good job but there's definitely still plenty of dead, uh, dead minute players on the score that need to be moved in order to finance moves for other players. So players such as Socrates and Mustafi should be mo- look to be moved on in January 100%. Socrates in particular um, hasn't played pretty much the whole season. And with the number of centre-backs at the club, he isn't going to get any game time, um, ex- especially when taking into account his current age. So... He's someone that definitely needs to go. And another player that also needs to be moved on is transmitter for the sake of his own career is Meza Ozil. Um, you have to get his wages off the club and doing so this frees up a lot of money, potential loan moves, also pre-contract uh, grown players as well as well that Fenerbahce deal on, on the cards, potentially at least 15 mil in return. So that's money that we definitely need um, for January. So I want to see if someone like Joe Willock potentially loaned out. Um, He's got good potential at prem level, but he's not quite up to standard yet compared to some of our other youngsters. And someone I'd definitely like to see us to keep a hold of who's been linked with many clubs is Florian Balogun. Um, he's dominated Arsenal Academy level um, and scored in his, deb- in his debut season for the Arsenal senior team in the Europa League. But 
apparently, according to rumours, up to 16 clubs are chasing signature, which is ridiculous. But he's definitely got a lot of potential. And I'd say, being an Arsenal fan myself, I'd say that he's got better potential than Eddie and Ketier. And I'd like to see them kind of fighting for a spot, to, depending on what happens, obviously, in the future, a long time, not, maybe not a long time away, but in a year or so, depending on what happens with the current situation of Lacazette and Aubameyang and players like that who are getting on a bit. So, uh, if Arsenal can manage to sell some of these players um, listed above, then I think they can definitely get an okay transfer budget for January. Uh, Mustafi has a transfer value of around 12 mil. So, I think you could get at least at least 15 for him, I reckon. Um, Serie A clubs have been linked to him. I know Napoli are linked to him. So, we'll, I guess we'll see what happens with that. But um, Socrates... Uh, has a very small transfer value of around four mil. So I think you can get about four to five mil, probably a bit more than that for him, depending on where he goes. Uh, the clear phase at the moment is uh, Raul Betis. And I think that if you can get them who are very, very interested, I think Genoa is the one that's interested. I think if you can get both of them giving, or at the very least his value, I think you can get definitely five, if not a little bit more for him. So those two players combined, as well as, Genru Ozil to Fenerbahce, as discussed earlier, would be massive. Um, so I have to estimate with the Arsenal have a transfer budget around 30 to 40 mil, I want to say. Um, take into account um, the sales of these three players, potentially more. You don't know at this stage something else might happen on closer to deadline day, but I would say 30 to 40 mil would be around our transfer budget. So I'd say the most important position needs to be strengthened is an experienced 10 that can rotate with Smith. Uh, row during games Smith Rowe's done a great job so far um, getting at least a goal or an assist in his last three games that he's played uh, but obviously he's young he's inexperienced he's not going to be able to play every single game um, so you need someone that's there to rotate with the squad someone that has maybe a bit more experience a bit older that can then rotate minutes with him throughout games you can rotate who's starting depending on who's playing better but yeah, I think that's our most important position that we need. Um, our next most important position after that would be someone to play next to Thomas Party in the long run. So I've identified someone who is more defensive-minded, like a six that can play there. The formations that we've been playing this year, the 3-4-2-1 and the 4-2-3-1, uh, both have two midfielders. Clearly, Thomas Party being that big signing, he's going to be that one player there that can push up the field. He can do a bit of everything, but you need someone there that can just sit back a bit. And obviously, you've got players like El Nenny, but in the long run, you don't really want him there, which is why I said that you need someone else that can kind of play that position. Maybe someone a little bit younger, maybe in their mid-20s kind of thing. Um, so, Baros, obviously, he, in the long run, he obviously he's enjoyed playing for Arsenal and he wants to be here if he's come back again but he, in the long run I think he wants to be a Real and be a Real player so you need someone that can kind of be there and get a bit more depth because I don't see Xhaka being that player in the long run and, and El Nenny as well so that's probably the next most important position um, I'd say a backup goalkeeper for Leno would probably be the one after that I think those three are probably the three key positions and the three positions that Arsenal have actually been looking at in real life so Matt Macy obviously left, which is he needed to go. But Runnison, I just then the club itself isn't sure about him. He was in a free, obviously, so he didn't cost anything. But all, I think it was one mil even, so barely cost anything. But he just hasn't been good enough. I think the club's willing to let him go. He's 27, so he was just there as a backup, really, to replace Martinez. 
Um, so if you can get someone in on a free to back up Leno that's willing to be there, maybe someone a bit older, like in their 30s, something like that, late 20s, for example, that wants to be in that position, then that's a priority. Last thing that's probably not a priority for this transfer window, but maybe in the future, depending on what happens, is another winger, uh, especially on the right, depending on what happens with Willian and Pepe. A lot of people in sandwich just sell Pepe. I'm not quite sure, but... Depending on what happens, he might decline. See his value where it is now. He might you might get a bit for him. So obviously, Marcin they can cover as well. And Williams is struggling, so you got depth there now, but you don't know what's going to happen. So I wouldn't say that's something for now, but maybe in the long term, so that's kind of the least likely position we need to strengthen. But yeah, with all that in mind, I don't know what you guys think uh, we should bring in. But starting off with a cam, what have you guys got for that position for Arsenal to bring in this transfer window? Uh, I put down Isco, since you guys are actually already linked with him. Okay. He's valued at 20 mil, uh, 20 million euros, that is. So he's not overly expensive. That's obviously probably not going to be his actual current value, but that's probably an, a rough estimate of what he, his value would be. With you selling Ozil as well for, you were saying like 15, 16 mil, it's going to bring in those funds to then by Isco and we know he's like a quality playmaker but this season he hasn't been really performing as much by looking at his stats he's only had 11 appearances for Madrid so far and he's only racked up one assist so he's not really performing as well as like you would like to be this season but I mean he's it's still he's still a quality midfielder in my opinion mm. And he's only 28 as well, so like he could be just entering his prime. Yeah, no, I think that's a good suggestion. Um, obviously, Isco kind of on the out rail. And my, the biggest thing of that is I know that clubs like Everton, even West Ham, I think, which is a bit dumb, but that, I think they were linked with him as well. So he's obviously going to be hot property. So it's kind of, kind of uh, up to the club, I guess, to bargain to try and get him to come over if that's a player they want. But, yeah, obviously there's other players available as well. But that's a good suggestion, yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, Alex? Who should we get in as a as a cam option? Well, so I've also gone for a player that Arsenal has been pretty heavily linked with uh, over the last kind of six months or so, especially since the last transfer window and, again, in this transfer window. And I've cheated a little bit because they can also fill the right mid position. So I've gone for Emi Buendia from Norwich. Yeah. So basically, as I said, Arsenal have been looking at him for quite a while now, basically since Norwich got relegated at the end of last season. And they've been negotiating since then, but nothing's materialised quite yet. I don't really want to dive into numbers too much, but basically he's the kind of utility player with Premier League experience that Arsenal kind of really need to bring in. He's able to play out on the right flank, as I said, as a wide midfielder and even a bit further forward as more of an out-and-out winger. Um, But he's got the ability to create a lot of chances in an area that's leaving a lot to be desired uh, for Arsenal at the moment with the current options with Willian and Pepe. But again, Wendy is also able to come in and play centrally as more of a 10, which is going to be really helpful for those games where Arteta needs to rest or just rotate Smith-Rowe so that he has a bit more fresh legs. So I think that that Premier League experience that he's got and his ability to play the multiple positions is going to really help. In the Mm. championship this season, he's 
notched up seven goals and seven assists already, which is which is not bad in 19 games. And obviously, he had quite an impressive resume in the Premier League last season. And I think he's itching to get back up to the top flight. Basically, I don't really see a downside to Arsenal signing Buendia. He's going to bring in a lot of creativity and fresh legs, and he's not really going to take away a lot of crucial minutes. I don't know what you really think about that. Um, I think Norwich have been asking for about £40 million for Mm. Buendia, though, which is probably a bit much, especially with the budget that we're working with or assuming that Arsenal are going to be working with. But that being said, I think with Buendia wanting to come back up to the Premier League, um, I think that the fee could be negotiated down a little bit. Maybe yeah. you could send a player in the opposite direction um, if you want to send one of the players that you talked about or someone like Rob Holding go and strengthen them defensively or or even a couple of loan players to go the other way for an extended period. I think that that could help bring that price down to maybe the 30, 25, 30 million pound mark. In which case, I think that this is really a no-brainer and it's something that Arsenal has to do. Mm. No, I definitely agree. But, uh, obviously, the club's been looking at him for a while now and um, he's definitely a player that I like and I'd like to see us sign. But, yeah, that price tag is definitely a very, very big price tag and obviously it's important for Norwich and their chance of going back up to the Prem and their value very highly. But, yeah, I, I definitely like that like that sign if we can pull it off. Um Definitely, we can negotiate it down. I think the other players that I've seen us linked to that I kind of don't mind. Are obviously, one the one the, the one of the other big ones is Julian Brandt from Dortmund. I kind of like that. I like his age. I like what he can bring. Um, and the other one is Ericsson from Inter. A lot of people have talked about how we've been linked, and even last transfer window was when they first. Uh, well, when that first transfer window, they were talking about how um, board talked about swapping Shaka for Ericsson and people, well, that was a no-brainer, but obviously there's been money can include and they've even valid him even lower now saying that he's transfer listed. So I could see Ericsson definitely leaving in January and I think that the board's definitely backing a move for him if he's available. The other one as well is uh, Draxler from PSG. He's on the outer pot at PSG and he doesn't want him in, as part of his plans for the future. So that's another one that could potentially sign. There's definitely a lot of options. Um, I think out of all those players, when D is probably my fat, like the one player I'd, I'd like to take out of that. Like you said, he's got Premier League, some Premier League experience and he's been in good form this season um, and he can cover on the right. But obviously that price tag is put off and a lot of those other players that were listed, they've got, they're a bit older um, or actually similar age, but a bit more in terms of like uh, how long we've known them for, I guess. And in terms of that, they've got a bit more experience, but um and they could be a bit cheaper, so it's kind of kind of up to the board. I, I can't like a lot of those options there. So, yeah, moving on. I guess we can move on to... Well, I'll quickly jump in, because I think that the Ericsson one there is... Oh, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> interesting. I mean, it's mm. something that doesn't happen too often. It hasn't happened for a while with a player crossing that North London derby divide between Tottenham mm. and Arsenal. Obviously, it's there's a step in between with Inter, but... I kind of think that if Ericsson went to Arsenal, that'd be that'd be quite interesting to watch. I think it'd be pretty good for you as well. Mm. I mean, and, and he can play he can play out wide as well if he has to, not just centrally, which I think again is important. Yeah, but I've also seen a lot of rumours that he might be going back to Tottenham as well, mm. which is which is a bit interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. These these players like Yisco and Ericsson, they're they're on the on the outer, and there's obviously a lot of clubs interested. So we're gonna have to fight them with our current situation being in Europa League and eleventh. Might be hard to kind of get the, I guess, drag it over because you think if Spurs are real keen, Ericsson probably rather go back to there than play for Arsenal. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Continue. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so moving on from Cam, I think next position that we could look to cover would be that defensive minor midfielder but, and ideally next to part in the future. So what ideas have you got for that? I dug around and I had a few options, but I think in the end I went with Thiago Mendes from Lyon. Okay. Um, this well, this season he's only appeared in ten games out of the nineteen games this season. But um, the games he's played, he's been terrific. You know, he's averaging one point four tackles per ninety, intercept, uh, two interceptions per ninety. Like even compared to Kante this season, who's I mean averaging a lot more per ninety. But you can't just say that. Oh well, Kante's averaging more because Kante's obviously on a different level than most defensive midfielders just not in the Premier League but in the world at the moment he's just a fantastic player but you know Mendes is the same age as Esco he's 28 so he could also be entering his prime um, I just feel that Mendes would probably be great for Arsenal you know because it's sort of I feel that sort of that player that can sort of push up as well like you can he can work with party like one time party can push up Mendes can stay back and then the next time Mendes can sort of push up and the party can stay back. So it's sort of, they can just work together mm. attacking wise as well as defensive wise. Um, you can also put on the right same with Gwendia. So there's also that option, but I just, I, I feel that if Arsenal were to actually sign him, they'd probably play him in that defensive mid role instead of playing him on the mm. right side. I don't know what you think of that, but... Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, I think for Leon, he's played most of his time in the midfield in that role, so he's, he's been pretty good. Um, last season, he was very, very good, and I think Leon have... Him and Leon have really carried on again this season, so... Yeah, that would be... I'm not sure how much it costs, but that would be a definitely an option, yeah. Well, he's valued at around 18 million euros. Well, that's, that seems pretty reasonable. But I feel that you're... Pr- I feel you might probably pay more. Yeah, they want more for him. Obviously, if he's if he's doing yeah. well again, and the state that Leon are, they're pushing for the title at the moment. I mean, it might not last, yeah. but that would they definitely want more money, money for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's definitely a good option. I, I like that. Um, what do you reckon, Alex? Well, I've gone for a bit more of a left field shout. I've got a little bit younger as well, so I've gone for. 22-year-old Dutch defensive midfielder Toon Koopmeiners. So he's currently the captain of AZ Alkmaar in the Eredivisie. And this year, he's been really solid in an AZ team that's only lost one game. So he was someone that kind of came to my attention um, a couple of years ago, or maybe it was the start of last season, kind of listening to some other podcasts and reading a bit about him in some articles and he seemed to be getting better and better. Basically, defensively, he's been putting up this season 2.7 tackles a game and about 1.4 interceptions a game. 
And at six foot, he can also play as a centre-half if required, which again, like I was speaking about with Buendia before, is that that kind of utility player that can play in multiple positions, Mm. I think is quite important for a team like Arsenal that sometimes has those injury issues to key positions and needs to rotate, especially competing on multiple fronts. But obviously, his main position and the one that he's most suited to is that defensive midfield role. So he's pretty good at controlling the tempo of a game as well and um, distributing the ball. So he puts up around 70 passes per game with about an 85% pass accuracy, which is it's obviously not like top level, but that's a very solid kind of ball, ball movement from that deep role. And what's more, he's also an aerial threat, winning about 1.7 aerial duels per game. So that can also help defensively in that Arsenal side that sometimes lacks lacks that ability. That being said, um, he also doesn't slack off going forwards either. This season, he scored nine and created another three goals this season. Uh, and he's particularly deadly from outside the box uh, with a really good set-piece ability. So that's, again, that's just something that Arsenal can add to their, to their already impressive um, count of players who can provide a set-piece threat. He's already been linked, or Koopmanis has already been linked to Premier League clubs in the last six months or so. I think Leeds have been monitoring him since the start of the season and also Everton have started to take a look as well. And it's expected that the fee that they're thinking for him is about 15 to 20 million euros. So I think that if those kinds of clubs are looking at him and for that fee, I think that he'd be a fairly attainable player for Arsenal to come in and sit in that role next to Thomas Partey. And RZ are pretty well known to be willing to sell their players as well for the right price. And I don't think that this would really strain Arsenal's finances too much. No, I really like that. Um, I think that, yeah, a player like that, um, someone who's 22, 23, 24, 25 even, that can just... I mean, party's not even that old. So you really want to get someone that's got those attributes that can kind of play with him for the next, well, at least two to three years, ideally. But... I think another player that we've been linked to a lot the last few days that I kind of like the look of is uh, Basuma from Brighton. Um, he's definitely made a good impression in the Prem so far and his defensive numbers have been great. And I, th- I think that in terms of the young players or the standout signings that Brighton made in the last few years, along with like players like Lamptey and that, Basuma has been someone who's been very good and a lot of top clubs are kind of interested or keen on him. I'm not sure if that will happen this transfer window necessarily, but I think it's something that would definitely pursue even next transfer window. Yeah, I like Basuma quite a lot as well, actually. I think that he's been quite underrated since he's come in, mm-hmm. maybe because he wasn't so consistent in his first season, season and a half with Brighton. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's pretty, pretty impressive with what he does. A couple of other players that maybe they're not attainable right now, but if Arsenal were going to maybe wait to fill this position then they could take a look at when they've got a bit more money, maybe in the next um, major transfer windows, someone like Dennis Zakaria from Gladbach as well. Yeah, He's that kind of player that could sit in deep and kind of break down the play and and destroy while Thomas Partey picks it up and moves it forward a bit more. Um, or even someone like Tyler Adams as well, the young American CDM. Mm. But I think that they're probably a 
going to be a bit too much. They're going to probably be the 50 million plus range. Mm. Um, so I don't think that they're attainable right now, but if Arsenal were to hold off, then maybe, maybe they could get somebody like that as well. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, they might just really want to target that 10 position, this transfer window. I think we'll definitely sign someone that or look to sign someone in that position and probably goalkeeper in this transfer window, but that midfield role, they might wait if the price isn't right and then go again. Cause someone like Zakara, I love as a player and I think, I would absolutely love to have him on Arsenal. And obviously, he'd, his price tag would just be the one thing that they'd probably put him off, kind of being that real into him right now, I guess. Even Basuma, someone like him, he could cost a little bit. Maybe not heaps, but a little bit more than what they're wanting currently right now when they really want to get a number 10 currently. So, yeah, those those players like Zakara and um, Adams I really like. But, yeah, they might be waiting until kind of next major transfer window to go after them, I think. Potentially. Mm. All right. Um, the next position that I kind of identified as not necessarily needed, but something that we could definitely look at for well, with the options of players available is a backup goalkeeper. So Leno definitely is going to be number one and has been a great, had a great season so far, even with us struggling. Um, I think he's had. I think he's definitely third or fourth on the say in saves this year in the Prem. So he's definitely held up a defence, especially when we're in that struggling period. But we'd still need someone that's kind of good enough to play in those cups and those Europa League fixtures. Um, well, depending on what happens next year, uh, definitely well, at this stage, I'd say Europa League is again. But who knows? But we definitely needed someone that can be that backup goalkeeper if, um, with Runnison probably not being that man and they're looking to sell him. So what ideas have you guys got for a backup goalkeeper? Well, I've picked the last standing Aussie in the Premier League, Matt Ryan. It's considering that, you know, he's been basically shut out of Graham Potter's um, Brighton side at the moment. Um, but he's averaging, I think his uh, market value is around £7 million pounds and you know, reading some articles, I think Potter's even said he's like he's got the freedom to leave if he really wants to, but he was also asked if Ryan's potentially played his last game at Brighton. And, you know, he said he it's not to that sort of extreme. Like, he he feels that he considered... He's probably going to consider playing him, but I feel that he hasn't been playing Ryan for a while now that I don't think he's really going to be playing any games anytime soon for Brighton. So I feel Arsenal could probably snag him up for a more cheaper price considering he's not being played much anymore. You know, he's started in 11 games this season. Um, he's only managed to keep two clean sheets and also conceding 19 goals. It's not really great numbers, but we've all seen what he can actually do for Brighton. You know, last Last season, he was very decent. He's also He was also nominated for Player of the Month one time from memory. Would I be right there? Didn't he get nominated for Player uh, of the Month once? Potentially, yeah. I think he might be right. But Yeah. Because, well, yeah, so he, we know he's, like, he's a very fantastic keeper and we've seen it all before, you know, not just for Brighton and you know, all the other teams he's been at, but for Australia as well, he's been... Great. So I just feel that Arsenal it would fit well as a 
as a backup goalkeeper, you know, he can play those FA Cups, those Carabao Cups or Air Force Cups, whatever you want to call it, or and those European fixtures as well. You know, he'll be the, a pretty massive improvement on Renison that you've got at the moment. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Uh, yeah, I definitely like Matt Ryan, obviously, being Australian. Um, and the fact that he's done so well for for Brighton and the Socceroos, he's definitely a quality goalkeeper. Um, my biggest thing of Matt Ryan is I feel like him as a player, he's good enough still to start as a goalkeeper and for most of the Premier League teams. And I feel like for the sake of his own career, as much as I'd like him as a backup goalkeeper and he'd be great for us, I, I feel that he's good enough to start for... And you'd love to see him start for a, a club that's a decent club in the Premier League, really. But... Oh, exactly. And, like, he was even linked with us at one mm. point from memory, like, as a backup goalkeeper. So Yeah, it's up to him, really. It's where his mindset's at. I, I know a lot of pundits, like Mark Schwartzer especially, thinks that he's good. he could run into pretty much... He could even, like, push some of those top six teams kind of thing in terms of goalkeeping. So he thinks he's, he's more than good enough to... To start as a goalkeeper for some of those teams currently right now, um, and yeah, I feel that that's kind of where he'll look to go. He'll look to start at, a, at one of those clubs, but but yeah, no, I, I definitely like the suggestion. If he did decide to be a backup, he'd be a great option. So yeah, uh, what do you what do you have, Alex? Yeah, look, I haven't I haven't put too much thought into into the goalkeeping situation at Arsenal because I think that. At the end of the day, it's one of those positions that if you can't rotate, it's not the end of the world. And I think that Leno's kind of that kind of player that if you um if you need him to play 50, 60 games a season, he'll probably be okay to do that. Mm. But that being said, there are a couple of goalkeepers that I did think about um, that I've I've seen are coming off contract at the end of the season, so you would be able to get them for free. Uh, the first of which, Asmir Begovic who's coming off contract with Bournemouth. Obviously, he spent a bit of time out on loan at Carabag, and and he also spent a little bit of time this year out on loan at AC Milan as their backup goalkeeper. But I think that he's somebody that's got a lot of experience. He can come in. He's not going to demand to start, and he's going to bring a lot of experience to the change room. Mm. And then the other player that I was thinking of, which might be... Um, might be a little bit more of a stretch depending on what his current club decides to do with him, but that's Adrian that's currently at Liverpool. So he's currently their backup goalkeeper and he spent a bit of time in the first team this season, obviously, when Alisson was out with injury, but he's coming off contract. So you might be able to get him for a free, especially just as that rotation, rotational kind of player to come in and play in those games where Leno might just need a rest. The only thing is that, as we saw with Liverpool, is that he is a bit susceptible to errors. So maybe maybe Arsenal might be looking to find somebody else with a with a bit more consistency. But that being said, if it's mm. kind of one-off games in the Cup or in the Europa League or something, I think he's perfectly serviceable. It just kind of depends whether or not Liverpool want to re-sign him or not. Um, and we've seen this kind of this this kind of transaction happen before. I mean, Willie Caballero went from Manchester City to Chelsea as their backup, so I don't mm. see why the same couldn't happen for Adrian going from Liverpool to Arsenal in the same kind of vein. But yeah, otherwise, I would just kind of 
just say promote from within because there's there's not a lot, especially you don't really want to spend a lot of money for a backup goalkeeper mm. that's just going to rotate when you've got a player like Leno. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Um, I think goalkeeping position is probably the one thing in the academy that isn't, I guess, the, the greatest demand um, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, players coming out of that position, I guess. Um, and I think that the club's mindset of the goalkeeping position is just they're not going to want to spend more than like, a couple of million, really. They, they ideally want to get someone that can just is willing, like you said, willing to just be that backup role, Bring maybe brings a little bit of experience. So I think that Begovic and Adrian are both great options. Um, I think Begovic is actually starting for Bournemouth now, so see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, Adrian someone I, I definitely think I could see moving clubs, especially with the fact that he's back up to Allison. Um, he's done the job before and I see no reason why he wouldn't want to move clubs potentially. So yeah, no, I like I like those options. Uh, should we cover the right wing position? You guys got? I mean, I felt when I was looking around, I felt that you know, you're pretty. I don't want to say you're pretty much covered, but I feel that at least for the remaining of this season and maybe even next mm. season, um, I think Pepe and Willian, not not really Willian, but I feel Pepe's you know fine. Mm. Starting out on the right side, I think we were talking before that even you know you got Martinelli that can potentially start on the right hand side as well. So I just I don't really feel that you need to look for a right sided player at the yeah. moment. No, I think I agree. Um, and you've you've got Reese Nelson. Yeah, as well. that's what I was going to mention as well. We still got Reese Nelson who's in and around the squad. I mean, if you really wanted to bring someone in, then maybe you could look at someone like Lucas Vazquez at Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. But he might be a bit difficult to bring in, um, say on a loan. I think Zidane likes him quite a lot, and he's played a lot of minutes. Um, Playing right back, I think. So yeah, so he's may, maybe not an option. But I think that Arsenal's pretty. I think pretty, those pretty three right. positions pretty much cover it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, there's a lot more teams in the worst position on that right hand side. Yeah, I, I think Arsenal's biggest biggest thing is that they've got a lot of players that are either experienced in like Willian, but they're not doing that much. So they've got a lot of youth players yeah. that are promising, but they're not like, they, I don't know, they don't have one player that's just a lock in that position. So that's probably there. Mm. They've got enough cover probably there. But And Martinelli's done a good good job of kind of thing, filling that role in our last mm. three wins in the Prem. So. Hmm. I can understand why you would want to say maybe look for a right mid because you're not sort of set on one. But I feel that, you know, you can use Pepe and then, like, mm. you know, if he's not sort of settled in, then you've got Reese Nelson that can I think play. Like, he's obviously played. Kind of, like, unsure on what... Yeah. Unsure on what, like, Pepe can bring kind of thing in terms of, like, if he's given the minutes, can he actually deliver a good output in that position or is he someone that needs to be moved on? Like, Williams aging a bit. We kind of brought him as, like, a backup, someone that can give some rotation but he's been really poor the last like nine ten weeks really and Nelson and them are quite yeah. young so it's like well the the games that I've seen Nelson play he's look mm. looks great like especially in those Europa League games he really makes a big difference you know he brings pace yeah. he brings just I don't know just he's just that 
he's just a pretty good player, you know, and he's young. Mm. Like I'd almost be happy if we just keep that position as it is, as long as no injuries happen, whatever. For now, and that in that area, the same. And then next transfer window, you may move, look to move on either one of William or Pepe, and then you have Marcelo or Nelson kind of be those two guys, or Marcelo can cover the left, and you have Nelson and Pepe be those two guys, kind of thing that cover the right. So, mm. yeah. No, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, I think at Cam, I'd probably look at getting... Well, ideally, I'd like Buendia, but his prices would be expensive. So I think the next best option that I'd like to see would be, probably be Ericsson if he's available and they can get him over the line. And then in that midfield spot, probably say Basuma is my, would be my pick if I had to pick one. And then goalkeeper, probably Adrian. I'd say those are the three three signings I'd make if they, if I was to choose who would Arsenal sign this transfer window. Those are the three players I'd look to kind of bring in. <laughs> oh, I love that. The autocratic selection and disregard of his scouts' advice and Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> right, good oh. to know we're being paid for nothing, Lockie. Yeah, pretty much. No, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate your suggestions, well, just, but I'm the just, director of football here, mate. You can just, like, get out. <laughs> just, just, maybe next time, Dill, just tell us not to give us any suggestions if you right. Yeah. We'll keep that uh, in mind for next week, that we'll just stop listening when you're talking, Dylan. I, I just Now I just know for maybe I, next I time. Worked we'll Arsenal, I worked at Arsenal, but I'm the director of football. I can... Oh, you, you work with kids. <laughs> oh, yes. For anybody that's listening that doesn't know, Dylan spent six weeks as an Arsenal volunteer, so he thinks he run, runs the club. <laughs> he met Per, per Murtisaka once, and he thinks he runs the whole... <laughs> Academy. I know like, that we don't have any goalkeepers coming yeah. up, mate. So. He, he, he sm- smiled at Bernd Leno and now he thinks he's the goalkeeping expert. Bamiang <laughs> <laughs> score. Uh, he videoed Bamiang score a bicycle kick and now he thinks he can just score as many goals as he wants. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Before, before this gets any more out of hand, <laughs> let's, uh, let's cut it there. Well, <laughs> it seems like we've totally fixed all of Arsenal's problems. Yeah, right. <laughs> Top four, here we come. No one can, no one can fix those, those Top problems. Top four, here we come. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right, well, before we, uh, before we burn down the whole club, let's hand the reins back over to the people who are actually in charge and uh, let's see what happens for the rest of the season. And with that, that's pretty much all we've got time for on today's episode of Studs Up. If you've enjoyed the show, then please make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, why don't you pass on the pod to your friends and family or anyone that you think might also enjoy the show. We're streaming on all major podcasting apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So there's no excuse. Follow us on Facebook at Studs Up Football Show and on Instagram at Studs Up Media. We really appreciate all your support to help us grow. All that's left for me to do now is say thank you to Dylan Rowe. Thank you. And to Lachlan Woodley. Cheers. I've been Alex Burrow. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Studs Up. Mm-hmm.